This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This, this Joycast, Joycast is a free, is a free service, service brought, brought to you, you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. The Roundup on Joy 94.9. From the nitty to the gritty. For a fault to develop two years after the aircraft actually enters service, it's almost guaranteed to be a manufacturing fault. The outright political. You can't pay your respects to somebody that has left down a coal mine. The frightfully bizarre. I would tell George Bush I didn't have the grounds to call him a racist. And everything in between. I'm not lesbian. I'm not even kinda lesbian. You're listening to Joy 94.9 and this is The Roundup. Hello and welcome to your weekly dose of opinionated current affairs news and gossip. This is The Roundup on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. I'm Anastasia Michael and with me as always is the wonderful Michael Pinterbonna. Hello. On tonight's show, we want to know if you're a man who's experienced sexual harassment in the workplace. Give us a call on 1300 Joy 949 or email on air at joy.org.au. We'll find out more about that later. Plus, we'll have our usual usual dose of current affairs, gossip and humour. But first, Michael, you have the weekly roundup. Thanks, Anastasia. Michael Pintaboni here with a news and current affairs wrap on the roundup and bad news for the PM's proposed revision to the Migration Act. Opposition leader Tony Abbott has rejected the government's latest proposed changes, saying they barely address concerns about protection for asylum seekers. The announcement comes after the PM presented the opposition leader redrafted legislation around 11 o'clock this morning in a meeting in Canberra. The government needs the support of the opposition to pass changes to the Migration Act after losing the support of the Greens over the contentious policy. More than 6,000 passengers could be left stranded as Qantas staff will stop work for more than an hour tomorrow as part of an ongoing dispute over pay and conditions. The strike comes after last-minute negotiations between Qantas and the Transport Workers Unions failed to reach a resolution. Meanwhile, the Flying Kangaroo has cancelled 28 flights and rescheduled another 27 by up to half an hour tomorrow. A win for citizen science after a group of video game players solved a molecular puzzle that stumped scientists for years and could hold the key to finding a cure to AIDS. The discovery came after a group of gamers playing the online game Folded remoulded a protein molecule that's a key playing ingredient in the reproduction of the AIDS virus. The game, which has been looked down upon by scientists in the past, is now being heralded for bringing us one step closer to solving the AIDS riddle. And it looks like the Brits have won up big at the Emmys, Kate Winslet and Downtown Abbey have taken out gongs in their categories at the awards ceremony held in LA today our time. Winslet, who is known for her emotional speeches, thanked her mother in her acceptance speech and Downtown Abbey took out all four of Emmys that it was nominated for. And that is the news and current affairs wrap. Back to you, Anastasia. Yes, well, all this stuff about Qantas, how crazy is that? Crazy stuff. I'm I'm really freaking out because I'm going away soon and I don't want any strikes to be happening. I I want to get where I'm going and want to come back in one piece. Where are you going? I'm going to America and London. Oh. Yes. Now, I've heard in America and London, a little bit hard to get through the the Well, yeah, that's, that's something that we have to talk about here because poor Mr Rudd, former Prime Minister Mr Rudd, has ended up in US Customs in a little 
little bit of a sticky situation. What happened? Um, he's been he's been caught up in customs because he had Vegemite in his bag. Oh, and supposedly they don't like that anymore. Really? Yep, they've called it what is it? Um, a brown suspicious substance. <laughs> And I know some people think it tastes weird, but that's going a little bit too far. Oh, but just their description of it as a brown, suspicious substance, yeah, that sounds suspicious to me. In other airport-related news, we've had a really big win with passports. I mean, obviously, you know, passports do say what gender you are, so female, male, but now a huge win on the Australian passports in that if you're gender indeterminate, they will actually put an X on them without you having to, you know, go through the whole a whole heap of rigmarole. All you need is a letter from your doctor saying that you have um, gender dysphoria. Now, this is really great for, like, the LGBTI community, mm. but I didn't think of it in terms of the practical sense, but a member of parliament whose partner is actually female to male um, trans had some had this to say about it there have been very many cases of people who've been detained at airports by immigration in foreign countries simply because their passports don't reflect what they look like it's very distressing highly inconvenient and frankly sometimes dangerous and i didn't think of it like that i didn't think that if your your physical appearance doesn't match what your passport is saying in terms of your gender that it would be a dangerous thing but of of course it is i mean you're going through customs in another country so is this is this going to be um, like a blanket rule for the world or is this just Australia? Just Australian I mean, passports. How, how are people, you know, in a foreign country who perhaps don't understand what the X means, how is that going to be, you know, how is that going to affect anything? I'm not sure on the specifics around mm. it, but you would think that they'd have to have some sort of supporting documentation or something, maybe an yeah. insert into the passport. But at least, you know, it is a step in the right Absolutely. direction. Absolutely. Of giving people recognition and, you know, avoiding those situations where, hey, your gender on your passport doesn't match what you're physically presenting as and you're not going to end up, you know, having been questioned and pulled over the hot coals of that. Anyway, if you've got anything to say, we do have SMS issues today, but you can email us. It's on air at joy.org.au. And we want to know, we want to know next, is it okay to name and shame? I'm so attuned when this body moves close, you're so above me. I'm under you like the moon. All your energy flows when you're around me. I breathe forward. You are listening to The Roundup with Anastasia and Michael. You can let us know your thoughts throughout the show, one three hundred joy 949 or visit us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash The Roundup on Joy 94.9. And we want to know your thoughts. Do you think it's okay to publicly name and shame somebody if they do something really wrong? We'll find out your thoughts next. Joy 94.9. You're on The Roundup with Michael and Anastasia. You can visit us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash The Roundup on Joy 94.9, of course. So we have put the call out there, Anastasia, for people to tell us if they think it's okay to name and shame. And the reason we did that was because Nick Xenophon, that fabulous South Australian member of parliament that he is, has publicly named a priest who has been accused of raping a fellow priest more than 40 years ago under parliamentary privilege. Parliamentary privilege, which means that basically he can get away with it because it is in Parliament. Now, a lot of people think that this is wrong, but Nick, he doesn't agree. Parliamentary privilege is a very serious matter. It is a matter uh, that needs to be taken um, with the utmost seriousness 
and um, I'm grateful to the President for reminding me of the rules, but I'm well aware of the rules as to parliamentary privilege and its importance. So Nick's telling us that he's well aware of the rules of parliamentary privilege and its importance, but he's gone out and he said that this priest, who we're not going to name on air, just, you know, being politically correct... And he's gone and named this guy in Parliament and he's turned around and said, hey, I know the rules of parliamentary privilege and what I've done is okay. I don't have an issue with it. I don't know. Personally, even though the act itself is wrong, I'm not sure if Nick is in the right. I I don't know. It's hard to say because because of the act is so wrong, I think, you know, the the problem is is that the Catholic Church basically has um, the ability to abstain from... Um, t- t- like re- uh, bringing uh, what it, what's the word <laughs> <laughs> where they actually report things? Yeah, exactly. So he's um, they've they've not reported something, and Xenophon's obviously found out this particular information, and he thinks that it's so bad that the, how how can a church have this much sway as not to you know bring something like this up and you know follow it through with the police. And this is the thing. Do you think it's okay for the Catholic Church to have that, that, much, privilege. that much privilege? I don't know if I necessarily agree with the privilege. It's kind of one of those situations where two wrongs don't make a right almost. I don't know who to back here, but the Catholic Church in South Australia has actually come out and they've slammed Mr Xenophon. Have a listen to what they said. What Senator Xenophon failed to make clear in his statement is that the allegations that Archbishop Hepworth have made have no relationship to anything involving children. So the question of perception of risk has been quite misleading. The allegations relate to a claim involving two priests in their late 20s, some 40 or so years ago. There's been no complaint by Archbishop Hepworth to the police which is where such a matter should be taken. I've got to say, I never, when I first read this story, I never even thought it had anything to do with children anyway. I think if it's got something to do with rape, you're going to, you you know, it's against the law, it's wrong. A church shouldn't have, you know, they're, what they're saying is because it's not about children, it's okay, we, we're not, we, and we still have privilege. I don't, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't think that that is the case. We've had a few... Um, emails come in at onair at joy.org.au. One of them is from Paul, and he says, I agree wholeheartedly with you guys. That's very good, Paul. We agree with ourselves, obviously, because it's our opinions that we are sharing. (laughs) So we agree. But if you disagree with us, if you think that Nick Xenophon is right in what he's done, then let us know onair at joy.org.au. And here's the thing, Anastasia. Nick Xenophon has commissioned some research on this. He's had people calling into his uh, his electorate office and 98% of them have said, good on you, Nick, you've done the right thing. You've told the world about this great crime that happened 40 years ago. I don't know how I feel about that either. Okay. So the problem with this is that naming a person, the problem with that is that even if the allegations aren't true, it's now sort of... The public is so overwhelmed with all this information, it's hard to think anything good from this person anymore. Nick Xenophon's kind of been judge, jury, executioner on everything. And when we look back at this person, no matter what happens now, he's sort of, if even if it is false, he's kind of in trouble 
with you know his career. He's had gone. his yeah. He's had he's, his name because he's been publicly yeah. named. So he's, he's been dragged in the mud, basically. Yeah. So basically. So, the rest of his career is kaput, as they so say. But we've had an SMS in from Steve on 0427JOY949. Not sure how he got that one through. But Steve says that it was Nick's duty to let the public know he is a representative of the public and he should be looking after that public in his constituency. Mm-hmm. I guess there's an argument there that your members of parliament are there representing you. But has Mr Xenophon become judge, jury and executioner? Yeah. See, I guess my main concern is over all of this, the main issue is why does the church have so much privilege? I don't care if, you know, your name and shame, whatever. I want to know, like, the fact that there is something wrong. It's happening because of a church. Why did, I mean, and they're, they're, you know, privilege basically. So why are they allowed to keep this up when the rest of us, the rest of the world aren't privileged to the same thing? It doesn't it doesn't make sense. I, I think it's it's gone beyond law and it, it doesn't really make sense to me. I don't know. It's a very prickly field. We'd love to know your thoughts. You can email us on air at joy.org.au or you can call the lovely Rob 1300 Joy 949. We'd love to know what you think about this or anything else that we are talking about tonight on The Roundup with Anastasia and Michael. You're listening to The Roundup on Joy 94.9 with Anastasia and Michael. Let us know your thoughts throughout the show. You can email us on air at joy.org.au or you can visit us on Facebook. You can check out what Anastasia looks like. It's facebook.com forward slash The Roundup on Joy 94.9. It's gossip time on The Roundup. Celebs are bad. Then we found out Anastasia and the crew will tell you what they did do. Madonna's bad, Britney's sad, Lady Gaga's wearing a bag. It's gossip time. Gotta go, gotta get on. Gossip time with the show. Gossip time. It's gossip time. Yes, it is gossip time again. And what do I have in store for you this week, Michael? Lots of exciting Britney Spears news. No, no Britney at all, actually, this time. And I know you were, you, you were definitely wanting some, but I do have some interesting information on another gorgeous blonde's lovely legs. Uh, do tell. I'm talking about Heidi Klum, the German supermodel. Oh, Project Heidi Klum. runway fame, etc., etc. It turns out she, her legs were insured for $2 million. Against what? Um, who knows? Against walking? Against... Uh, Against seal? Oh, hello. Oh, oh, scandalous. Well, uh, but it turns out one of her legs is more expensive than the other. Because it's shorter? No, one of them has a little scar on it, a glass injury. Oh, so is that the more so, expensive one or the No, the lesser? least less... Oh, that's amazing. more useless than the other one because, yeah. That is amazing. And something else that is amazing is this. I want to take a moment to get something off my chest and say a few words to everybody here from Two and a Half Men. I wish you nothing but the best for this upcoming season. That's yeah. amazing. Who was that? That was Charlie Sheen. He's done a bit of a turn face and um, gone and said, well, good luck and, and God bless and all that to 
the the guys at um, Two and a Half but Men. But was he being serious? This, well, this is the is question. The thing. Supposedly he was being serious. And uh, can you really believe it, though? I don't know if I can believe it, because Charlie Sheen does strike me as somebody of changing opinions. I think we can <laughs> safely say that about him. And, you know, without saying he thinks they're winning, I don't think we can believe him. Mm, well, I also read something today that he, he um, is good reckons that he'll one day get back on Two and a Half Men. Or maybe one day he'd like to get back on yeah, Two and a Half Men. Yeah, probably a little bit more. Because he'd like that pay packet. Yeah, but um, also the the cast of Two and a Half Men were there. Mm-hmm. And this... This grab, which I don't oh, have, so don't point to me. Well, I'll just say it instead. <laughs> I thought you'd got it. We communicate well as a team, oh, don't we? We do. Um, Ashton Kutcher got on stage and the first thing he said was, I am not Charlie Sheen. Oh, really? Yes. And then he said, I love... What's his wife's name Demi Moore yeah is that his wife yeah okay good yeah and also he he went he turned to um co- well, new co-star John Cryer um and said and John I want to tell you something I do not think you're a troll so they're kind of poking fun at Charlie Sheen now Aww. so I'm not I'm not sure if he's getting his life back on track and he's trying to make amends for the the, the crazy stuff that he'd done and now Ashton's kind of As I said, man of changing opinion. (laughs) Well, there's, um, speaking of changing, uh, we've seen Kirsty Alley go from a rather large size to a very big. Yeah, to going on Dancing with the Stars. And then she was big and dancing. Big and dancing to slightly smaller and dancing to quite svelte now and dancing. But do you reckon that's because she was wearing those really cool pants that tuck everything in? Spanx. Yes, them. I've got a pair of those. Do they great. work? Um, yeah, they work okay. Do you think they worked on Kirstie Alley on Dancing with the Stars? Well, they must have. She's looking mm. great. Mm. Anyway, she's um, said that she's gone to a size four, which is like us, our size eight. Um, so is that big? Because I'm a man, no, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, size eight is about... Um, yeah, it's it's small. Small, okay. Um, so going to a, a size from a size sixteen to a size eight in Australian. So sizes. that's like halving. But Tim Gunn, our favourite Project Runway host, has come out and said, "No, I think she's more of a size or oh, twelve to a size fourteen. Also, yeah, actually, no, sorry, that's a size ten to a size twelve. He said. So you reckon she's lying? Yeah. Oh yeah. well, no, he said there. There's a phenomenon. Ugh, phenomenon out there right now that I that I call the lying deceptive shell game of vanity sizing. In fact, a four is really a six or an eight. So it's people um, in the dress industry actually changing the sizes of the clothes to make you feel better. Oh, can I just say honestly, what is the obsession with you know how big or small somebody is? Like seriously, Kirsty Alley is a beautiful woman, and you know I don't even like women, but she's a beautiful woman. Who cares? How big or small she yeah, is. Yeah, as long as she's healthy and happy, that's That's the thing. right. But anyway, Tim did say, uh, and he, he said, she looks fa- fabulous, people are too size conscious. So there you go. He, he's actually just said, the sizes are wrong, but she's gorgeous That's anyway. right. See how I preempted that? <laughs> exactly. It's almost well like done. I read the script. Or you read Tim Gunn's mind. Something like that. Anyway, um, the last and final thing I have is Portia de Rossi um, is now celebrating because she's been granted American citizenship. Yay! She's yeah. gorgeous. Isn't she? She's so gorgeous. Isn't she? So she's, um, yeah, she's officially a um, US citizen, but I'm sure she hasn't forgotten her she's Aussie She's still root. Aussie, yes, yes. We do love Portia. Love a bit of Portia. She's great. Exactly. And that. That is the weekly gossip from me. Now, we want to know, are you a man? 
who has been sexually harassed in the workplace. Anastasia, you had to think about that. That's a bit odd. We want to know if you're a man who's been sexually harassed in the workplace. one three hundred joy 949 We'll find out your thoughts next. You're listening to The Roundup with Anastasia and Michael on Joy 94.9. Yeah, and make sure you give us a call. We're talking about heaps of stuff tonight and we'd love your opinion. one three hundred joy 949 Also email us on on air at joy.org.au. Yes, keep your feedback coming through. Our next topic, we've put out the call. Are you a man who has suffered from sexual harassment in the workplace? The reason behind this is that the number of men who have been reporting claims of sexual harassment has gone through the roof, so much so that the Victorian Equal Opportunity Commission is claiming, based upon statistics, that over the last quarter, so the last three months, the number of men reporting instances incidences of sexual harassment actually outnumbers the number of women. And I found this was incredibly baffling as a statistic to me that this is even happening in the workplace. But it then got me thinking about what sexual harassment is and what it's defined as. And the Equal Opportunity Commission says that it is any act of an unwanted sexual nature. So whether that's flirting, that's passing a comment, or that is, you know, talking about somebody behind their back. And then again, you move into sort of sexual harassment that revolves around a person's sexuality, which is an entirely different topic. What we want to focus on is those incidences where you're in the workplace and people are actually sort of passing comment on you, maybe in a positive way, based upon your physical appearance. We want to know, has this happened to you? 0427JOY949 or 1300JOY949 or has the Equal Opportunity Commission got it all wrong? I don't know. I just can't see... I, I, I just can't imagine it happening to men as often as it would happen to women, I guess. It, it seems, um, uh, you know, I, I, I... Yeah. Do you think that men would see it as a joke? more yeah. often than not. That, so say a, a woman says, oh, you've got a great bum. Do you think that they would see it as a joke? I just don't know many women who would go out and say that to a man, you know, in the workplace. Well, uh, I do. Do you? Yes. Why? Who, who because I... You? Me. What happened to you? Well, so I don't know if this was an incidence of sexual harassment. Please let me know if I'm just being, you know, a little bit pedantic. one three hundred joy 949 At work, this lady who was, you know, quite superior to me in a previous workplace said, oh, you've got a nice body, you've got a great bum, you'll go far. Do you, oh, think that, do you think that the aunt, and, and it wasn't just once, it was multiple times, and you have free dress Friday, and was wearing, you know, skinny leg jeans as you do. And again, she said it, and it actually made me feel uncomfortable. Actually, I, I do now uh, remember someone telling me that um, someone that they know has had that happen to them at their workplace where a woman has sort of been asking them out and, you know, not they know that they've got a partner and it's like a continual sort of thing and... Um, and they're quite a quiet person, so they're sort of you know ignoring the fact. So yeah, I completely forgot. I do actually know someone who has gone through it. Um, there are women out there like that, I guess. <laughs> you know, I did a bit of a Google search on this, and it's called reverse sexual harassment because right. it's normally traditionally sexual harassment goes male to mm. female. So this is the other way around. 
And people with their feedback on these online sites are saying that, you know, men are too sort of, you know, masculine and too, you know, brave or too proud to actually report this sort of stuff. And you know what? Actually, having been in that situation, I didn't want to report it because I didn't want to look like I was being stupid and over the top. But it legitimately made me feel a little bit, little bit icky about the whole situation. So I didn't know how to deal would, with that person. Would you not go to the person? Oh, I'm really not comfortable with the, what you just said to me. It's a little bit awkward. Again, that person was, you know, quite a bit superior to me, so I wasn't really in a position to but actually say that, anything. Wouldn't that put it, put your power? You know, wouldn't that give you the power of being, you know, an outspoken employee who is asserting themselves within the workplace, not feeling comfortable around something that someone does. Or am I being the employee that's kicking up a fuss over something that but isn't really no, an issue? But if someone said that to me, if, if unless it was in a casual way, I don't know. But if someone said, hey, you got a nice butt, you're going to go far, I would have been like, are you serious? We've just had an email in from Casey who says, I don't know if Casey's a guy or a girl, but they say that they think women can be as equally aggressive as men. We've been shown this by even the same cougars. Mm. So I guess that's kind of true. I mean, there are women out there that can be quite aggressive um, Mm. and perhaps cross a line. I think probably if if women were going out to get something as well, they're probably a bit more... Um, full on about it, then guys would probably be a bit more subtle because uh, maybe that's just my my thinking. But if a woman did want a, a guy, it would probably be a little bit more, you know. If you are sort of suffering from sexual harassment in the workplace, there are a number of different options available to you. Your best one is your employee assistance program at work as a starting point, and you can take it from there. But really, the message here is is that it happens for both genders, mm. and um, if you're experiencing it, then you do have a right to say something about it. Somebody that would never keep her mouth closed. What are you looking at? It's Madonna. <laughs> this is Vogue. You're listening to The Roundup with Anastasia and Michael on Joy 94.9 and we love Madonna's Vogue so if you've just finished grooving to Madonna's Vogue settle yourself down you're listening to the roundup with Anastasia and Michael let us know your thoughts throughout the show it's on air at joy.org.au or you can visit us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash the roundup on joy 94.9 I know that's really hard but find us and like us and then you know we'll <laughs> like you well, listen, I've been complaining throughout in the entire Vogue, haven't I? You have been. I mean, I... Poor me. Yeah, I can't remember what I've said in the past, you know, half an hour, basically. I don't know if I've made any sense whatsoever. And it's pretty... And so I do apologise. Nobody cares if you make no, sense. They just I know, they just like you because you're pretty. But I, it's because I've got a little bit of sunstroke from the sun today. Mm. And I got burnt and it's because I'm a redhead. It's because you're a redhead. Because how long did you spend in the sun, Anastasia? About 10 minutes. Oh, wow. That's a scandal. Yeah. That's a scandal. And I am red. I'm quite red. And I, yeah, I feel like You that. feel genetically flawed is what you feel, don't I you? I do not feel genetically flawed. There but is- you're, you're, you just said to me you're a redhead. It is. And you got sunburned. And now you come onto the roundup and you make no sense because <laughs> you're genetically flawed. Because I'm genetically flawed. Listen, maybe I'm... 
genetically controlled. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I love redheads. Keep going. Anyway, I just... And this... It's always been an issue for us rangs that we mm. have trouble going out in the sun. And, and, and then I read this on a website. A major sperm bank no longer wants donations from redheads. <gasps> Scandal! I'm appalled. You're appalled. I'm appalled. They they said um, redheaded men are being rejected by the world's biggest sperm bank because the demand for ginger kids is low. But I think a ginger kid can kind of be cute. You know, you see them and they've got we little red hair. And then you grow up into right. No, <laughs> no. But it is a bit of a scandal and it makes me wonder, you know, mm. what else could you, you pre-program out of your baby or out of well, your child? I don't know. But could could they, you maybe pre-program your child to be really smart? Now, what they've said here is that the, the bank is full. There's too much sperm. Too much redhead sperm. Uh, no, and now they're being selective. And they're saying um, gingers are on the top of the culling list because oh. no one wants them. But I read somewhere that No you, one wants them. Well, that's probably true, Anastasia. Oh. Um, but I read somewhere that redheads will be bred out within like the next couple of generations. No, because nobody is reproducing with redheads. You guys, your days are numbered. We we skip a generation. That's the thing. If you're a redhead, your mother's, well, your mother may be a redhead, but generally it's like the person before. Like say one of your grandparents is a redhead. But there is nothing wrong with being a redhead. And as far as I'm concerned... All sperm donations should be redheads. Right. And the world of redheads. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds a bit wrong. Okay. And here's the thing, everybody, that's listening at home. And you can go to facebook.com forward slash the roundup on Joy 94.9. I don't actually think Anastasia's a natural redhead. Gautier was somebody that I used to know, featuring Kimbra. That is like the world's most boring song ever. And I honestly can't speak. Mm, Indeed, that's because you're a redhead. I am not. I am a natural redhead. Yes, okay. So this is the part of the show that we call Feedback Time, where we get your thoughts on everything that we've spoken about on the show. And one of the things we spoke about was how Anastasia dyes her hair red. I do dye my hair red. However, it was red in the first place. Red or orange? What? No, it was it was strawberry blonde. That okay, so you're not a natural redhead. Proof. Oh, that strawberry blonde is proof, red. Proof, proof, proof beyond a reasonable doubt. You are not a natural redhead. But the context for this, for people that are playing along at home, is that a sperm bank, one of the world's largest sperm banks, is no longer accepting donations from redheads. Sad times for Ron. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of people who would love to Father get, a, get a bit of Ron action. Mm, yes, that Hermione. <laughs> She's a naughty one. And something that we spoke about a little bit earlier today, and we had quite a bit of feedback from you guys following along at home at onairjoy.org.au, was Nick Xenophon. Now, he is a South Australian Member of Parliament who has publicly named and shamed a priest for committing rape 20 years, 40 years ago when he was in his late 20s. Now, joining us from the Spirit Lounge is the wonderful Bertie, or should we say all the way from England. She had a lot to say on this. She came knocking on the window going, guys, I have an opinion and I want you to listen to my opinion. So go, Bertie. <laughs> I did because I love your show because, of course, I'm driving into town when you guys are on. Very nice. And so I like to hear what's going on and what's working and what's not working. And, you know, and no, 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 this is a really interesting one because I'd heard little bits about it before. But for me, this raises a whole bunch of issues. I mean, 
mean, the first thing is, should the senator have used parliamentary privilege to get involved in a really heavy issue within the Roman Catholic Church. So should he have exercised that right? I think that's the first question, Um, because that's a big step. I mean, if he wants to be kept in and be, you know, popular, I'm not sure that that was a good thing to do. But, you know, looking at this situation, I mean, you know, this priest was raped when he was 15, Well, no wonder he didn't report it to the police. Therefore, no allegations have ever been brought against the rapist because the guy was 15. He, Mm. you know, crikey. And 40 years ago. But, um, you know, Anastasia, I was listening to you on the way up. And, you know, I don't care which religion it is. They cannot be head and shoulders above the law. Mm -hmm. They cannot be exempt from the law and the legal infrastructure of a country. And if I was Roman Catholic, and I'm quite glad I'm not, if I was Roman Catholic, I would want to know what's going on within my church. Absolutely. And if all this is going on, voluntary or involuntary, and consensual and non-consensual, uh, I mean, you know, this is just hideous. And, uh, I mean, you, we were talking off air a minute ago, and you were saying, oh, gosh, do you think this happens in all the churches? I, I don't know, but certainly more is revealed within the Roman Catholic Church than any other uh, denomination that I hear about in terms of all these shenanigans that are going on. I, I, it just, it kind of, it's a worry because you, you want your religion, whatever it may be, to be a sanctuary. When and you, safe. Yeah, a safe. Yeah. When you know that all this stuff is happening behind and that they're letting it get you know go unnoticed yeah. it doesn't seem fair on the people who you know are trying to be a part of that community yeah and you have these other situations so one of the features we're talking about later in, in the spirit lounge is of course cindy Lopez just opened up her shelter in new york uh, called true colors which is for oh, um oh, wow. i know it's gorgeous I, I know and we've dug out the song because you know it's a, seam- <laughs> it's a seamless show the yep. spirit lounge um but uh, she's just opened up her, her sanctuary in new york because it's to look after 18 to 24 year olds gay and lesbian uh, kids who've been kicked out by their family or kicked out by their church and you know oh okay you've been kicked out by family okay dad okay mum i'll go and be a priest then because that should be safe hey and then go and get raped by all these old guys Mm. you know just too horrible but the other thing is going back to the senator you know your politicians and church leaders also they're not the police they're not judges they're not upholders of the law um and so my opinion is that i think nick xenophon is wrong to use that platform Mm. Uh, and I think all these priests are wrong in the way they behave. And it's completely two-faced because they're there, you know, men of the cloth posing as one thing and they are completely abusing their position in, in, on the other side of it. So I think it's all a complete nonsense. And I think to we're nearly up for time, aren't we? I think that, you know, the, the, bless Nick, you know, I mean, they should be outed, actually. They should be brought to justice. But yep. Perhaps not through this mechanism. Perhaps not through this way, because I think he's got a short, dark future as a politician. Yes. Yeah, well, now it seems the, the days <laughs> oh, are numbered. Nick loves perhaps. to do a bit of controversial mm. stuff. Look, we love getting your fever. We love the fact that you came in yeah. to our show, Birdie. Thank yeah. you so much for doing that. Well, that's okay. I noticed you were one down this week. So we I are thought I just make, I'm quite used to making up the numbers. Thank really. you. Thank you. <laughs> And, of course, anytime you have got feedback for us, you can visit us on Facebook. It is facebook.com forward slash The Roundup on Joy 94.9. And you know what? We keep a track of that all throughout the week. So we'd love to hear from you guys listening to us at home. The Roundup on Joy 94.9 with Anastasia and Michael. Yes, that was uh, Animalia by... Um, oh, I 
A band name which you can't remember. Who are friends of mine as well. <laughs> the Voltaire oh, Twins. Gosh, the Voltaire I, Twins. I told you I was in bad form Because you're a redhead, that's it, why. It's because I'm a redhead. It's mm. all my fault. That's right. But thank you guys for joining us again this week. We will be back next Monday from from 8 till 9. That's right. That's right. The Roundup on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.